welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody. Becky left the chats. Mixtapes feed. I am Pat, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hello. And as we know, we are into the month of November. Running real quick. This is one going to be one of my favorite potpourri months, by the way, because uh, I just really want to have the great Thanksgiving debate. Mm, what's uh, that? What best we... sides. Oh. Okay. I mean, clearly, that's the debate, right? What else could the debate be? I, mean, I Best dessert. I feel like I feel like it's an overarching best sides, best dessert, and like best float. Like we can Ooh. check and see who was out there in ninety two. Ooh, I like that. I mean, Thanksgiving's one of our favorite holidays, as we know. We like watching dog shows. Oh yeah, yeah. We like watching parades. Yes. And uh, we do a nice little little five k in the morning. We like eating all the sides. We like to walk it. It's right on the beach. Yeah, but I mean, you walk out. I mean, you walk three miles, get an appetite together. Oh, it's nice. And uh, like everyone's dressed like a pumpkin pie. It's, it's wild. <laughs> but today is a day about getting angry. Oh. It's about yelling. Oh, no. Maybe it's even about killing in the name of? I don't even know. But today is music. November 1992. Rage Against Machine's self-titled album debuted with Killing in the Name. So this is their first album? With Bold in the Head. I don't think it's their first album. No, they had another album. Um, like a demo album. So this is like their first, first album. Gotcha. Like but their I mean, first like actually like released by like a record label. Yeah. I mean, this is a real, real awesome album. Yeah. We also had a really cool Ice Cube album that we listened to. Mm-hmm. And you vibed as you were painting this weekend to Ween. Oh, yeah. It's you so You really weird. got into it. I love it. I love and, it. and we're going to um, discuss... What might be considered one of the soundtracks, at least from the early 90s, right? What you used to. One of the soundtracks? Yeah, it's like... I, you mean I, one of the best soundtracks? I could still hear, like, her hitting that high note. It's unbelievable. Because it was on the TV every weekend, because they do, like, a rundown. Because it won, like, tons of awards, I'm pretty sure. She won for the song and everything. And Yeah, I looked it up real quick. That soundtrack made, like, $34 million. They wanted her to tour. People wanted her to tour. Just the soundtrack. Just the soundtrack. It's wild. So, let's dive into it. Um, we'll get started with the Rage Against the Machine album. Uh, I We listened to it this weekend, and honestly, I thought that I was wrong. I was like, no, there's no way that these songs were released in 92. I thought that they were released... Um, you know, the Battle of Los Angeles came out in 99, so I thought maybe some of these songs came then, because I remember hearing them like in the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't associate them with being this like quote-unquote old for the, you know, punk metal. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but you know what's funny? I think about this sometimes. Like, now that we're adults, if you think about things 10, even 15 years ago, it doesn't feel that long ago. And it's still, like, relevant to your life. Like, oh, yeah, I still like that shirt I bought 10 years ago. I still listen to the music that came out 15 years ago. But when you're growing up, it's, like, those, like, I, I don't know, like, the six years of, like, your two years in, in junior high and then the four years of high school, like, feel like 20 years. Like, if anything happened seven years ago, it would be so old, you know? So, like, you, yeah. it, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but. I do. It, it's time kind of, I, like, I look at it as, like, time kind of folds on itself. Like, when you're young, time goes yeah. slow. And when, obviously, when, as you get to middle age, time goes really fast. And then I think when you're older, it just. Hold, watch out with the middle age. No, I, you know, I think it's, I think, you know, I look, I think for this analogy, I think really middle age is just kind of when you're, like. 25 to 28 to like oh, let's, certainly not middle age let's say you're like 50 no 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 no. no. I, I mean hear what you're saying. I, hear I mean like it's a time where you just like you don't think you know because i think a lot of people i mean uh you know we're, we're seeing people around us and again if you're listening to this podcast this is a 90s uh love tour 
So, I mean, it's probably people around you, too, unless, uh, you know, either it could be your parents if you're young listening to it, or it could be you if you're listening to it, where you're like, ah, I woke up and, like, I sneezed and my back hurts for, like, three days. And you're like, what happened? Because, again, you just can't, like, compute, you know, like, your young self that can do anything, and then your older self where you're a little bit more creaky. But But you're not, like, old, old. You're not, you know, not not that 55 is, like, old, old. But, you know. I also think when you're, like, a teenager, you're so fixated on, like aesthetics and the newest thing and music and like you get older you don't you know you have like shit going on and also like your priorities kind of shift a little and you still you know like what you like but it's not like when you're a teenager it's like okay like I I don't know so like you're really fixated on fashion and like music and even if it's anti-fashion and anti-pop whatever it is like like, you kind of like live by that You, you know what I mean sure I wouldn't say I live by that um, but I understand that. No, but you're more, even if you're not, side. like, you're more focused on the new stuff. Even if you don't like it or you don't care, like, I have no idea. I have no idea what music is now. I don't know what's going on. Billie Eilish, that's, that's it. You know what I mean? Taylor Swift just put out a new album. Like, I don't know the new shit. And I never thought that would be me. I'm like, yeah, I'll always kind of know what's going on. I have no fucking idea. But when you're a teenager, you're really clued in, which is why... When you look back and you're like, I can't believe that I came out in 92. I was listening to it in 96. Because I feel, I felt that way too. I, I was kind of surprised at this. Album yeah, I mean, I mean, the the only, the, the kind of the difference, I think, is like, when this came out in 92, I was like 8 or 9. 9? Well, yeah, that's the thing. So, you mean, were like, listening to it when teenager. you were 16, 17. Right, which is, but see, to me, I you know, the, the, the blind spot I have is the next, like, two years worth of music. Because it's really all this music that I ended up getting when I got other music, mm-hmm. kind of. You know, because I know we've talked about Nirvana before here. You know, we talked about um, a couple different bands, like R.E.M. with uh, Dan earlier in the year. And as we're talking about these things, again, for the most part, I felt like a lot of these albums might not have been, like, their best albums. It had some cool songs that you'd go back and hear, but maybe not. Like, this is one of the better, even just listening to this, I'm right. like, man, this is one of the better yeah. albums that Rage Against the Machine had. So it's kind of kind of strange to think about it like that. And again, th- True. you know, the one thing that I, I can recall the most, at least, about being a kid of the 90s, is that a lot of this stuff, um, they had, these bands had, like, a later... 90s kind of renaissance or change a little like i think a lot of metallica where i'm like when i hear metallica from the 80s versus like metallica with that like load and reload when they cut their hair and it was like a whole thing and they're on mtv like i really feel like mtv went you know obviously we'll talk about it more as we go but it, it went from one thing here in the early 90s to a completely different thing in the later 90s and, and a lot of people bands tried to i guess appeal to us and reinvent themselves but i mean rage is just rage and i mean this is just awesome yeah. awesome album it still holds up 30 years later it was rated 100%. the number 24 album on rolling stones list of 100 greatest metal albums of really? all time and it peaked at number one on the billboard charts and number you know what's funny and on i the guess heat seeker chart and number 45 on the u.s billboard 200 i guess it is but i would never describe it as metal you know i think they called it like funk metal yeah. I think that's how it is. It definitely has some cool funk I mean, things going on. One of my favorite songs and, and the song that's on here, you know, Killing in the Name. I think this is an awesome song. I mean, you still hear oh, it yeah, now. It's, it's still around it's now, awesome. 30 years later. Great song. Um, anything else you want to add to this? I mean, you know, a lot of times when we're doing this stuff, especially in the early part, we're just kind of listening to it to just see how we feel. Like, I just felt like 
I felt young when mm-hmm. I heard this. I felt yeah. like really like tapped into like that young angsty thing. Yeah. Now I couldn't just listen to six Rage Against the Machine albums in a row, but I mean if I was making a mixtape, Killing in the Name would definitely have been on it, at least from like ninety six on. You know, yeah. just such did, a. Did you have any of their albums? I did not. No, I didn't either. But I. I almost feel like I didn't. Not that I didn't need one, but it was just on around you so much, you know? And I would never change the radio station if Rage came on, you know? Yeah. But I will say, it is one of those things, and I don't I don't mean this is in a bad way, because it's going to come off like I mean it in a bad way. Because what they do, like, their music just pumps you up so much, right? Like, but... I do feel like it's it's kind of got that thing, and a lot of bands that I have loved do too, where, like, it all sounds very similar. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. <laughs> Their sound is just so... They've got it down pat, where, every, like, I feel like it all sounds, like, it's all hitting the same, the same note, right? Yeah. Next album I want to talk about here. Ice Cube's The Predator comes out in November as well. We listened to that album. Had some enjoyable, enjoyable singles. It was a good day, which is a really good song. Check yourself and Wicked. A couple really good singles. You know what it was actually named after? Um, was it the Predator movie? Predator Two is a reference to the movie Predator Two, <laughs> which actually takes place in L.A. Oh, does it? Pretty cool. We actually have two back-to-back members of NWA releasing albums. Mm-hmm. So we have this album, and then next month, December, we have The Chronic yeah. by Dr. Dre, which yeah. is an iconic album. This is a really good album, too. We really enjoy it. Um, it actually came out a few months after the L.A. riots, right. which there's a couple different references to that in the album and different like news clips and things like that. And, I mean, it's really one of those things that makes you think that hip-hop is, you know, rap hip-hop is so poetic if you just listen to it especially mm-hmm. 30 years later because everything they're talking about is still circling still, back it, exactly the same i was kind of almost. feeling that way about rage too i was like you know these because we listen to these albums back to back and i'm like man like this the social commentary on both of these albums is nothing especially the ice cube album like nothing nothing changed nothing has changed everything is exactly the same disgusting but you know yeah 30, like, it's, 30 it's years later terrible, with all the technology we have with all the things we have with the ability to connect the way we can and talk and potentially learn absolutely nothing has changed if, yeah. any, if anything you know rage seems like uh, a far cry the political statement that they're saying it, it feels like somehow it, it was better back then than it is now <laughs> right like and even with this it's like man i don't even know it's just such a good album though i really enjoyed listening to this album i haven't listened to the whole album only listened to a couple songs and especially as we go to and listen to some more of these hip hop rap albums, I mean, you just play them as they are. There's little skits in between, little you know, snippets of stuff in the front. Because a lot of times, if they would play anything on the radio, one, it would be edited, and two, they would cut out usually any of the stuff on the front or the back side. Right. 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 So, anything else that you took away from this album? Just kind of enjoy listening to it. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm more enjoyed. of a fan, and I have even on vinyl, I have the Chronic, so I'm more excited to listen to that than right, I right, was right. to listen to this, but. You know, two members of NWA with albums back-to-back. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Talk to me about Ween. What is there to even say about Ween? Um, you were in your bag, just just dancing and, and, <laughs> and 
singing and enjoying it. I mean, talk it's to me about so it. You enjoyed weird. it so much. I do, I do. I mean, I have no real it's attachment. It's a ride. The thing about Ween is that you're on a ride. Okay. You're pushing little daisies. Right. And that song just makes me happy in a way that, like, <laughs> I don't even know. It's just so... Yeah, you were just really enjoying it. I mean, I haven't... It's Every now and again, um, I, I feel like in terms of music, I feel, especially when we do this, I feel... You're maybe a little bit more versed in all of the music, but your reactions to certain things hit just like different, right? You just hear certain <laughs> things and it just hits like this. Just you were like, oh my God, I just love Ween. It's just an experience. You're just kind of dancing was, along. It was painting. making me happy. Yeah. Yeah. You were just enjoying it. I was like, um, okay. And it, <laughs> I was it like, all felt right. Like, okay. So some of the, like, it either makes me feel one of two ways. I feel like a little kid or I feel like I'm stuck in a horror movie, depending <laughs> on the track. Like, so. Right. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's all. It's an experience. It was a lot. But I'm glad that uh, we went for the ride together. Mm-hmm. I don't have much to say. I was, I was on a ride with this album. It didn't feel like you were. It, feel like you, it felt like you were watching me on the ride. Um, yeah, you know. Like, and I was like, mom, look, watch me, mom. You know, you know what I felt? Yeah, you know what? I, I'll i say it was kind of like you had taken mushrooms and I just got off of like a shift at a pizza shop. So I just showed up and you were already rolling on them. Like you were moving and it was like, oh. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, that was uh, that's all I have for the Ween album. I have nothing. I'm just like, uh, it, yeah. it was an album. I love it. It came out. You enjoyed it. I do. Because oh. I like that we listen to these two really like angry, serious, like like, fuck the society albums, and then we're pushing Little Daisies. Like, I just, I couldn't, I just couldn't. I mean, <laughs> that's it. And then, of course, we had, you know, there are, I guess you'd have to kind of call it, like, the spotlight. I mean, this is one of the, uh, one of the key things I remember growing up is these soundtrack albums. Mm-hmm. I remember it was a thing. It was funny, I was at the store yesterday. I was at actually a local Walmart and as I was walking through the Walmart, they had like Stranger Things 4, the album on like vinyl. So I guess like it comes oh, back. It's good. Well, yeah, you probably have, you're going to have Metallica, you're going to have Meg Myers, probably a lot of cool stuff on there. But like soundtracks were a way to get, or at least way back in the day, they were a way to get a couple or multiple cool songs. And sometimes bands would just release songs uh-huh. onto a soundtrack. Uh, like a nice little compilation album. So you had to kind of you know, be there and, and get them in order to experience it. Cause again, everything wasn't press of the button. So you might get more value for your buck to get a couple really cool songs that you like from soundtracks. I remember my favorite soundtrack empire records, pretty good soundtrack. No, I didn't have that one. Pretty good. Soundtrack. Which is funny. I had, um, Pulp Fiction was one of my favorites. Pulp Fiction, okay. the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. That's actually was like a really good one. Um, oh yeah, with the the was it Baz Luhrmann or whatever the one with like Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh huh. That one. That's a really. I still have it somewhere. And um, J A R that had like oh not J A R Angus that had that Green Day song J A R. So yeah. that was like a cool pop punk type soundtrack. Those were my three, my top three off the top of my head. Also, the Forrest Gump soundtrack was awesome. <laughs> I mean, obviously it's older stuff, but I mean two disc set man. <laughs> This... But I also had the Bodyguard soundtrack. Well, you and 45 million other people. I know. <laughs> I know. Because this soundtrack had Whitney Houston 
having the most weeks at number one by a female artist on Billboard 200. And she held that record for 19 years until being surpassed by who? Taylor Swift. Adele. Oh. Which you think about it and go, oh, okay. Yeah. Adele, album 21 in 2011. That's how long that was. Yeah. That that was out there. This, I remember my parents loved the movie. Did you ever watch the movie? Because they're Kevin Costner fans. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know. Oh, my God. The the tears I cried for their love. <laughs> I mean, it was... I kind of want to rewatch that movie. I mean, it's it's a vibe. I mean, we could definitely rewatch it. Right? I think it came out this month. I think so. Yeah. I mean, well, that, I mean, that... Spoiler, that might be our movie. I don't know. We have to see what else. It, or, but I fucking loved that movie. Kind of? I could not understand why they couldn't just be together. I was like, this is bullshit. If well, you love someone, you figure it out. I mean, he's and a, I still feel that way now. He's just a bodyguard, though. You know what I mean? I loved their love. <laughs> I can't. I could just go on forever. You used to try and sing, I Will Always Love You, and record myself. Mm, and do hit. we have those tapes? <laughs> Because so. if we have those tapes, <laughs> I would try to hit all the notes. We got to put those out onto YouTube and be like, "Wow, that—that's how you become a TikTok star." Well, you know, I have a beautiful scene. Yeah, I, well, that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, that'll that'll go viral for sure. But <laughs> that's how we make this podcast. Just my household pop. was also one of the households that had that album. My parents played it. They just—I don't know. People liked it. I don't. Know, people were really into it. Forty-five million. Album sold worldwide. So, I mean, whether I think that it hit just at a time where I was young enough to still like pop, um, at this stage, because you know, teenage Jen was like, Ugh, I hate pop music, but well, it's um, but this is a really good, I mean, Whitney Houston is just a queen, like, but it's also that like you had that, and then you all you had like the convergence of like, you know, if you're gonna spend your money on something, you want to spend your money on a product that you know that you like. Like, I kind of, I have to imagine it's similar a few years later with Titanic when everybody buys, like, the Celine Dion or the soundtrack. It's like, you hear this song, the song's really good. That's the, you know, place you're going to get these songs is on that album. And it's, like, safe, right? It's safe music that you can have on and, you know, at your house with kids around. It's definitely not Rage Against the Machine, which my parents would not understand, even now. You don't think your like, mom would like... Your mom likes some good stuff. It might be too heavy for her. Maybe, but I think it would be too heavy for her. And my dad, definitely not. And even then, their parents, like, they just wouldn't... That's not... You know, they're not doing that. Oh, you mean... You mean grand, grandparents in the early 90s wouldn't like Rage Against the Machine? I'm just... <laughs> well, I mean, you got to think about it now, logically. There are grandparents out there that <laughs> probably were at Rage Against the Machine concerts. I hate you. Just being straight. Um, yeah. Just, just being you, honest. You don't need this in the morning. I'm straight shooting. It's not something I need on a morning. I'm straight morning. shooting. There's definitely grandparents that were there. You <laughs> don't need this energy. There were definitely. I mean, on a Monday morning. So you know, but that again, they may not be fans of like Phil Collins, and Genesis, and some of these other bands that our parents are fans of. You know, our parents and their contemporaries. Yeah. So it's I take on Genesis, man. I mean, I, I, I'm not taking away anybody's <laughs> musical genius or anything like that but just wasn't my cup of tea and everyone i know loves phil collins and genesis and i'm like Meh. i feel like i, I had I, one of the albums i like a couple songs i feel like music and, it, and it's good here especially as we're I'm gonna getting, cut that out anyway well you're not gonna because i feel like as we're getting to the end of the year 
I think what's important to remember is, is I think music, the music can be appreciated in so many ways. If you appreciate the musical stylings of somebody and how they do something, you can appreciate a sound that maybe you don't even like. Like, for example, I'm not a huge fan of, like, them Crooked Vultures. Like, I'm not. But Dave Grohl plays awesome drums on that. I'm just not really a fan of that band. Gotcha. And I, I enjoy Nirvana. I do. I really do. But, like, Watch hearing it. hearing Dave Grohl play the drums is really cool. Yeah. But I'd rather he play, you know, when he does the stuff with the Foo Fighters. Like, that's my favorite version of him. So, like, I'm listening to him play the drums. And then, like, What, on it. Nirvana? No, on, like, yeah, Nirvana. But then, like I said, like, on Foo Fighters, it's like, then all of a sudden, when he picks up Taylor Hawkins... RIP and, and he's playing you can hear it and the thing is you can hear it so then when other people are like this person is really awesome at this thing you can hear it and the other example is like Van Halen where you're like you may not like anything that Van Halen does but when you hear Eddie Van Halen play the guitar it's different than when other people play the guitar you know it's just different he's so good and so you if you're just listening to the music to listen to that you can really it's a different experience than listening to Kiss and you're like okay we're gonna, you know, we're gonna party. Like I get it. And that may you that you may like that. You may not, right? And I think even like you know you listen to Ice Cube, and next week when we listen next month when we listen to Dr. Dre, same kind of thing. Where you're like, man, these guys are so good. Yeah. And they're so good at telling a story, and they're so good at putting you right there in the story. Whereas you might hear other rappers as we go through the '90s, where you're like, I don't have as much of a connection. Other people may love them, and appreciate what they're doing with their craft. I might not. I mean, again, it's a huge example that we're gonna get to. Because I know he could be divisive sometimes. Who? Eminem. Sometimes people uh, don't like him. Right. Right? Or they're like, hey, or they want to be like, you know, racist to him. Right? Stealing something, you know, from a different community. But then other people just have to respect how amazing he is at what he's doing. And how he's telling a story. And how great, you know, great he is as a rapper. You know, yeah, Big, I mean, Biggie's another one where I, you just listen to Biggie Freestyle and you're like, that is like the greatest thing I've ever heard. Whereas then you listen to like Tupac and you're like, these are, this puts me in an entire place and a mood and a feeling. So it's just different how, how it works, you know, the mechanics versus the actual sometimes songs. But that's how I feel yes. about Phil Collins and Genesis. You're like, <laughs> I mean, you're... you went to Eminem and uh, Tupac. Because I'm just to, on loop, my... to loop yourself back around. I was an absolute to use his own <sighs> saying Eminem Stan. Yeah. But I, I think, mean... a, I think a lot of people were, uh, and part of it was because, I mean, I don't know about for you, but I feel like it was a good kind of introduction to hip hop in a way. For a different, um, different group. Yeah. 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 I think it, I think that's true. Um, he's just so good. Like he's good. And he was, he was MTV. He was MTV approved mm-hmm. and he was really good. And he had really good music videos. Yeah. That when I think about it, I'm like, how did I know of Dr. Dre? And he was so edgy. Like the things he said were so edgy, but you couldn't take away his talent. So it was kind of like, you can get away with saying whatever the fuck you want. As long as you're like amazing, you know, you can't just come out here and be like, I'm going to say all these offensive things and be, subpar at what you're doing but once you're like to that level where you're like no like you clearly are like a wordsmith and also rap so ridiculously fast like it's just unbelievable well yeah i would say he had or has all the tools so again you know like for me you know we're gonna talk about it next month with uh the chronic it's like i knew of dr dre first from eminem 
that's where I knew of him because Eminem was rapping about him and rapping with him and on his tracks and everything. That's where I knew of him. Yeah. Whereas like here, he's been doing it for an extended period of time. And you start to listen to his body work and go back and you're like, oh, and it's Right, that. but like like nine-year-old uh, white boy from Long Island isn't listening to Dr. Dre. And that's just a true, you know. hundred <laughs> percent. And then, and then again, that circles back to, you know, how you experience this and where you get all this. You know, to talk about Phil Collins and Genesis again. It's like, oh, Phil oh, Collins. Boy. I like his songs. Or I might like his sound. And then you're like, oh, shit. He's a drummer of Genesis. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, okay. So I also like this sound. And then you can kind of appreciate it all. Like well, Prince. the difference between liking and appreciating, but... uh, Like Prince, when you hear, you know, Purple Rain, and you're like, wait, he's got all these other songs. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You Music. And, you and your Prince. I mean, listen, <laughs> you gotta appreciate... I don't know. I, I think... I like, feel like you can't not appreciate Prince. I think as you get older, and especially, you know, when we do little dives like this, it's, it's really important to try to listen to all this other stuff, to try to just give it a chance and give it a spin and see what all the, the talk was about. Because cool part about going back and doing this is all this stuff is available for basically free yeah the bad part about going back and doing all this is that you realize maybe some things that you just missed in general yeah i'm not gonna feel bad about missing things yet at at 10 years old but well I, i i feel bad just because like i don't know i just feel like it i feel like some of the stuff you feel bad that you weren't a nine-year-old listening to Ice Cube? Is, is that what it is? No, <laughs> I mean, I mean, listen, I could have got it from what, BMG? I could have got 10 CDs for a dollar. So, I mean, I could have got Ice yeah. Cube's a Predator. I mean, come on. No, I, I just feel like, um, you know, sometimes it's like, not 10, but I mean like 16, 15. Yeah. And but then, you're into what you're into when you're a teenager. And the cool thing is you get to grow up and be like, oh, wow, I missed out on all this stuff and now I can go revisit it. Right. And that's what we're doing. Right. I agree. Yeah. Because, I mean, we went to college and tried to, and we were squeezing all those limes and sharing all those bears. You didn't necessarily know if you were going to get the whole album of Ice Cube's The Predator. Yeah. Or The Chronic. Yeah. Squeezing all those limes. You don't remember that? When you would do LimeWire and it's oh, like yeah, squeezing yeah. all the limes yeah, yeah, yeah. and be the guys, like the I face? Yeah. yeah. All these uh, peer-to-peer file sharing. I mean, well, so. it took a whole day to get, like, a song or two. And yeah. then hopefully it was right and intact. And then you had a Napster. lot of drinking to do. And yeah. And you just would wait. Class to, to try not to fall asleep through. <sighs> and again, mom. now it's, uh, you know, now it's just Spotify. I'm like, hey, I made a playlist. Let's listen to this music while we paint this room. So anything else you want to add here <sighs> to our little musical interlude? I really wish I had those tapes of me singing I Will Always Love You. They may still exist somewhere. Oh, man. We may find them. <laughs> My friend and I would just try and out-sing you. I all the notes. Oh, I'm such a bad singer. So next week, we are doing what? We are doing TV. So we're going to get back into some of our TV groove. We're going to get some Thanksgiving episodes together. We're going to yeah. talk about what you'd watch on TV for Thanksgiving. And then we're going to get into the potpourri episode the week after that. Yeah, and then the movies, but keep on the lookout because we are come January, we're gonna have a new name. Yeah, we don't we don't know it yet. But we're working on it. It's it's gonna happen. We'll update because now we're gonna be jumping into the sweet spot of the '90s. This was kind of the prequel for us, just learning how to do all this stuff, and we appreciate anyone that's yeah. downloaded. Well, listened. this is a good music year. Next year is a really good movie year. Yeah, but I'm, I'm really excited to jump into some potpourris and deep dives and just different 
I'm sure we'll find a, things, I'm yeah. sure we'll find a bunch of cool music videos coming off this stuff, which will be fun. And I'm sure we'll also find I'm sure there still will be good music. I just don't I, I don't believe that after oh, yeah, finding some of these watch gems, any music videos for this. Oh my god, and there were so many we could have watched. Yeah, that's something in the future, you know, we'll be watching think, music videos. I don't even know There how is that I Will Always Love You music video. But that might not have come out. It doesn't matter. I feel like as long as the album's there, like, you can do the video. Okay. Okay. This is a, a conversation <laughs> for off-air, but I mean, again, I'm saying we're talking about there the albums. There is no conversation. Got him. So I guess we're just gonna... <laughs> I mean, you could space things out. Right, so if the bodyguard, we don't have to talk about the same song twice. If the bodyguard album, which is well, "I Will Always Love You," the music video, which shows you the whole damn movie, I'm pretty sure it didn't come out before. I mean, again, we'll find out. You're trying to cat something. Oh, <laughs> almost hit your <laughs> So for those that haven't figured out yet, I do podcast um, with a um, a person that definitely still acts like their inner child. She put a bottle of water on the. <laughs> Stand in order to quote unquote cat it. Full bottle of water almost knocked over my coffee this morning. But what if people don't know what cat it means? <clears throat> cat it means you stare at the other person in the eye <laughs> as they're subconsciously going, Don't you dare fucking do that, like you would with a cat, and then just boop and just bop it over. Wipe it right off. So let's play a little FMK. Ooh, hit me. Are we doing one from this? Uh... I don't even know if we've done these. Yeah, I think we've done these here. So let me see if I. Well, like, was there anything this week we can, or this month? Um, maybe not. You know, we didn't pre-think. You know, the thing about this month is, it's kind of hard to be like, Ice Cube, single person, the band Rage Against the Machine, (laughs) (laughs) Ween, or R.I.P. Whitney Houston. Like, it's all kind of okay. Sketch. Yeah. Um. So I'll just go with the game that we have. So you have a. I think those are the ones we have done. Where's there's like a fresh pile somewhere, some some way. I don't know, but I mean, I do have. We can make this quick. I do have. A, I do have some choices for you. You have Prince Harry. Okay. Lindsay Lohan post. Oh, no, but we've done. And Kim Jong Un. No, done we've Lindsay done Lindsay Lohan. Lohan pre. Oh. That's why I'm like, oh, okay. we've already done that. This is post. So I. I agree. So we're just going to say, who are you going to marry and who are you going to sleep with? Okay, great. I will I will marry Prince Harry and I will sleep with Post Breakdown Lindsay Lohan. And that's it. This is why that's this is it. an easy one. That's why yep. I was like, oh, this one kind of ends I, pretty easy. Not Pretty yeah, quick, pretty it. dirty. I, I will agree. I don't need mm-hmm. to elaborate. I think we just know why, right? I think we know why. You know, I think we I know think why this the answer is a no-brainer. Questions. I feel like the majority of people would have that answer. I feel like this is a majority rules thing. And uh, everybody knows what this would be. <laughs> okay. We're going to try to change the gimmick a little bit more um, for next year where we're going to have a little bit. We're going to try to make it, we're going to make it a little bit more relevant to maybe whatever the topic but is yeah, we're talking which about. Which I think we probably could have, we probably could have done that. But we didn't, um, so that's cool. And but, we're also uh, going to be playing a long form game of Trivial Pursuit. Yes, I was just going to say that I am working on getting a 90s. Trivial Pursuit, mm. and we are going to play it until there's a winner. Yeah. And then the person who loses has to present the winner with a present from the year that we're currently in. Cool. Right? I'm into it. Right? I'm into it. Got to get our it. eBay cards all shined up. I'm into what? it. What does that mean? What did I just say? eBay cards shined all up? All shined Jesus. What are we shining? I don't know. 
know what I'm talking about. So we said some things. We said a lot of other uh, things. I think we I think we went on tangents. A little bit of tangents. Talked about music. I mean, talking about music is just fun. We're not music historians. No. I think the the closest thing to a historian that we're attempting to do um, has to do with the long form storytelling of wrestling. So I mean, other than that, we're just enjoying everything. I mean, we're not really. Uh, you always gotta mention the wrestling. I I mean, it's staring at me right now. I said, look at this uncut sheet of uh, raw cards from 1996. <laughs> And these magazines <laughs> that you have that you've been collecting. Um, I can't stop. From various Guys, outlets throughout really, the country. It's a problem in my life right now. Um, but I think we said a lot. Yeah. I need you to take the little da- daisies. And push them. I need you to push them. Push them all up. Bye. Bye. Bye.